This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Welcome to ER Vet on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Jess Hanley, and I'm a veterinary specialist in emergency critical care and also in toxicology. Thanks for joining us. Today, we're going to be talking about all things pot. You heard me right. We're going to be talking about marijuana dangers to dogs and cats. We'll be right back after these messages. Take a bite out of your competition. Advertise your business with an ad in Pet Life Radio podcasts and radio shows. There is no other pet-related media that is as large and reaches more pet parents and pet lovers than Pet Life Radio. With over 7 million monthly listeners, Pet Life Radio podcasts are available on all major podcast platforms. And our live radio stream goes out to over 250 million subscribers on iHeartRadio, Odyssey, TuneIn, Stitcher, and other streaming apps. For more information on how you can advertise on the number one pet podcast and radio network, visit PetLifeRadio.com slash advertise today. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. ER vet on Pet Life Radio. Today, I'm going to be talking about marijuana, and you're probably wondering why I'm talking about this. But yes, dogs and cats get into marijuana and accidentally get poisoned by it. Now, I wouldn't have talked about this 20 years ago, but with the recent decriminalization of medicinal marijuana, we've been seeing so much more marijuana poisoning in the veterinary ER. Now, I will say the majority of the time, it's dogs. I can't even think of the last time I saw a cat get into marijuana, but it is possible. Now, several states have been much more progressive. California was one of the first states to legalize cannabis for medicinal purposes. Colorado also followed suit pretty quickly. But unfortunately, what we've seen is that more and more pets ingest marijuana. In fact, the ASPCA reported a staggering 765% increase in poisoning calls in dogs and cats in 2019 compared to the previous year. So unfortunately, we can see significant poisoning. I see this all the time in the veterinary ER. In fact, there was actually a publication on this, and this was a study that was published based out of two hospitals in Colorado, one at Colorado State University in Fort Collins and one at a huge specialty hospital called Wheat Ridge. And what they saw was a fourfold increase in the number of cases in dogs when it came to the decriminalization or the legalization of medicinal marijuana. So what do you have to worry about when it comes to marijuana? Well, first of all, please know that marijuana is from the cannabis plant. And the active ingredient that we worry about is THC. Now, please know that THC is totally different than CBD, which is a cannabinoid. Okay, so a lot of people say, oh, I'm putting my pet on CBD for X, Y and Z for, you know, seizure control or for osteoarthritis or to help with pain. And there are some early studies that have come out in support of CBD. However, there has been no studies that I know of 
about the use of medicinal marijuana or THC in dogs. So please, again, do not use medicinal marijuana at this time. Now, the biggest danger that we worry about THC is it has that hallucinogenic effect that's different from CBD, which does not. Now, THC directly affects certain receptors in the brain, specifically your cannabinoid receptors. And this can affect the neurotransmitters in your dog or cat's body, specifically neurotransmitters like dopamine, serotonin, or GABA. And unfortunately, one of the reasons why I am not a proponent of using medicinal marijuana in dogs or cats is because we don't even know what a toxic dose is in veterinary medicine. And that's because most of the time when I see a poisoning, it's because someone has made pot brownies or marijuana brownies or some kind of baked good with marijuana in it. And we oftentimes don't know the milligram per kilogram dose that the dog ingested. While we can do specific blood tests to potentially measure that, it's really hard to figure out because we don't know how many hours ago or the exact time or the exact amount that a dog or cat could have ingested. We do know that clinical signs of marijuana poisoning can be seen at really low doses. Now, thankfully, it can be rare for a dog to die from marijuana poisoning, and that's because the lethal dose that kills 50% of pets that get into it, what we call the LD50, is a thousand times higher than the effective dose. So again, it's less likely your dog or cat is going to die from it, but they can develop severe, severe symptoms. And again, even life-threatening symptoms. Now, with marijuana poisoning, again, mostly in dogs than cats, we can see signs of poisoning within a couple of minutes, typically five minutes. If it's by inhalational exposure, I would typically say within an hour. And unfortunately, these clinical signs can last for up to 12, 24 hours, and in severe cases, up to several days. Now, how are dogs and cats getting into marijuana? Rarely, it's by inhalation. And there has been one reported case a long time ago of someone intentionally blowing marijuana smoke in the face of a kitten. So again, we want to make sure to keep that inhalational exposure away from dogs and cats. Most of the time when I see it in the veterinary ER, it's because of accidental ingestion. A dog ate the buds that were sitting on a table or they ate the baked goods. So not only do they have the risk of getting chocolate poisoning or baked good poisoning, but they also have the potential poisoning from the THC itself. There's also something called pot butter, and that has really high concentrations of THC in the butter. That's when the plant material is boiled and the THC is extracted and mixed with butter. And unfortunately, this contains really high THC levels. Like I mentioned before, states that have decriminalization or legalization of marijuana may have a higher incidence of poisoning in dogs, and again, rarely cats. And that's based on that initial Stacy Miola study that was done at a Colorado state years ago. That's a study that was published over 10 years ago. But again, we do worry about dogs, cats, and even toddlers and children getting into marijuana. So you always want to keep it out of reach. We'll continue with this really important topic right after these messages. Pet Life Radio, the number one pet radio network on the planet, joins forces with iHeartRadio to put the power of your pets in your pocket. Awesome. Download the iHeartRadio app and rock Pet Life Radio on your phone, on your tablet, on your Xbox, in your car. Pet talk, pet tunes, and fun pet times. Pet Life Radio and iHeartRadio. Positively possum. 
Let's Talk Pets. Let's Talk Pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to ER Vet on Pet Life Radio. I've been talking about marijuana poisoning in dogs and cats. And unfortunately, we're seeing it much more commonly than we used to 20 years ago because of the legalization of marijuana. Dogs and cats and even kids are accidentally getting into it. So if a dog, or again, rarely that cat, get into marijuana, what clinical signs are you going to see? Well, first of all, it's not funny when a dog or cat gets into it. It can be life-threatening. So please make sure to keep THC or any illicit drugs or prescription medications out of reach of your dogs or cats. The most common clinical sign that we see with marijuana poisoning in dogs are what we call central nervous system or CNS signs. About 90% of dogs will walk like they're drunk. That's what we call ataxia. They can be really disoriented. They can have dilated pupils. Some can be really lethargic or quiet. They may be somnolent or even comatose. Some dogs are the opposite. They'll get really hyperactive. They almost get what I call wiggity, where they have a lot of agitation. They're really hyperactive. They're really disoriented. They can have behavioral changes, and some can even seizure or tremor from it. Some other signs that we can see with marijuana poisoning is excessive drooling or even vomiting. Yes, I know THC has some anti-nausea properties, but it can cause drooling and vomiting in dogs too. The most life-threatening clinical signs that I worry about with marijuana poisoning in dogs are cardiovascular or cardiopulmonary signs. This means that the heartbeat is too slow or the exact opposite, way too fast. The most life-threatening one I worry about is when it makes your dog or cat hypoventilate. That's when they don't breathe enough. Instead of taking 20 breaths per minute, they take four or six breaths per minute. And that can really cause some damage because it makes carbon dioxide build up in the body. It can be quite severe to the point where your pet may need to be put on a respirator or ventilator. Now, for me, the most classic sign of how I know your dog got into marijuana is when your dog has urinary incontinence. If you bring in your dog and say, oh, all of a sudden he's just dribbling urine, the first thing out of my mouth is, is there any chance he could have gotten into any marijuana? So for some reason, dogs will start dribbling urine when they get into marijuana. They can also show signs of like too low of a body temperature or too high of a body temperature, hypo or hyperthermia, respectively. And very rarely they can die from it. Now, please keep in mind, you are not going to get in trouble by your veterinarian if your dog or cat got into marijuana. We're not trying to report you. We're not going to report you to the police. We're just trying to take care of your dog or cat. Okay, so please don't be elusive and try to hide the fact that your pet got into it because we usually can tell based on history, based on physical examination findings, or even on some drug screening or drug testing. Now, there is an over-the-counter drug test that we can use that's based off of urine. So when in doubt, if you're not sure and your dog is dribbling urine, go ahead and bring in some urine for us too, okay? Now, there's no classic damage that normally happens. It doesn't injure the kidneys or the liver, but it can cause your pet to not breathe well so that carbon dioxide level can be elevated. 
Again, we can do that urine test to test for marijuana poisoning. And we do oftentimes do that because we want to know what's going on. We want to make sure it's not a primary neurologic problem, such as meningitis or something else going on. The sooner we find out what's going on, the sooner we can treat it, the less expensive it'll be for you and your pet. Now, how do we treat marijuana poisoning in dogs and cats? Well, it depends on what signs your dog or cat may be showing. If you found that your dog just got into your stash and they're not showing any signs at all, please get to the veterinarian right away or the ER vet because we oftentimes can induce vomiting to get those buds out or to get that poison out. We can often follow that up with one dose of activated charcoal to help bind up the poison. Now, keep in mind, we do not induce emesis. We do not pump the stomach. We don't make them vomit if they're really symptomatic or showing any clinical signs at all. Because I often worry that if your dog's really comatose, they're going to aspirate that vomit into their lungs, and that would be more dangerous. So again, you never want to induce vomiting if your pet got into marijuana without talking to your veterinarian, your ER vet, or the ASPCA Animal Poison Control Center. Now, what else can we do for treatment? Potentially decontamination. Again, like inducing vomiting or giving charcoal. If it's too late for that and your dog's already really symptomatic or comatose or really agitated, a lot of times we'll put an IV catheter in and go ahead and give them medications that take away that anxious behavior. And that may be a very light sedative. If your pet's really sedate, a lot of times we'll hospitalize them for nursing care so we can make sure that we're monitoring their temperature, monitoring their heart rate, that we're making sure that they're breathing appropriately. And in rare situations, if there are severe cardiopulmonary signs, we may actually even put a tube into their airway and put them on a respirator and breathe for them. If their heart rate's too low, sometimes we'll give them a medication to increase their heart rate. If their heart rate's too high, sometimes we'll check a blood pressure. Maybe we'll give them an IV fluid bolus or we have to put them on a medication to control that heart rate. When in doubt, the prognosis for marijuana poisoning in dogs and cats is actually fair to good if we find it right away and we can treat it right away. There is an antidote that has been reported that's called intravenous lipid emulsion or IV fat. And that's this white milky substance that's sterile that we give IV. And that sometimes will help in really, really rare, severe cases. When in doubt, the most important thing you can do is to keep your stash away from your dog or cat. I'm talking about gummies, baked goods, buds, inhalational exposure, Please keep your dog and cat safe and make sure to avoid a costly visit to the ER. Well, that brings me to the end of today's show. Find me at Dr. Justine Lee on Facebook or Instagram at Dr. Justine Lee or email me at drjustine at petliferadio.com. With that, we're out of time and we want to thank our producer, Mark Winter, for making this show possible. See you at the next episode. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.